Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. I must have dreamed a thousand dreams, and all of them had Yamamoto in them. And now he's in L.A., the land of the stars. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. How are we doing? As, I, as you guys are here from my therapy session, as I come to some sort of closure on the idea that Yamamoto will not be a Yankee, he is a Los Angeles Dodger. He took $325 million over 12 years, no deferred money, to go take a backseat to Otani. And that's what it'll be. I thought he wanted to be a star. Apparently not. He didn't want to be a Met. He didn't want to be a Yankee. He wanted to be a Dodger. 877-337-6666. You guys have a lot of opinions on it, so let's get to the calls here. Uh, Chad in Tampa. What's up, Chad? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good, good. So just quickly, I just want to give you, like, couple uh facts here from i mean not facts my opinion you know obviously the mets i'm a mets fan so mets are a big big loser here not getting their main target in the offseason mm-hmm. cohen's not some smart businessman by not um going higher and you know yes he could have countered um and 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 come with a bigger offer but if you look at the timeline here i, I think it just shows that you know really uh you know he wanted to be a dodger so uh, reports a couple of days ago where were that none of the teams were going to have to go to 300 million. Um, and then he had the second, you know, dinner or meeting with the Mets. The Mets obviously Re- came with reports. The first let me just, I just want to interrupt you. Reports weren't that it wasn't going to have to go there. Reports were that it hadn't yet gone there. Right. Right. So, but then, the, then the Mets had the second meeting, the Mets, everything, every, from all reports is the Mets threw the first offer out there. So at, at that point, Cohen could have felt like, Hey, I'm coming strong. You know what I'm saying? I, again, this is all my opinion, but but if you put the report together, it's not really hard to figure out. Um, so you know, Cohen could have felt like I'm coming strong. Maybe he thought maybe the, the offers were going to be two fifty, two seventy five, and he was coming in at let's just say at three twenty five, right? So then they then obviously they shopped it to the Yankees, the Dodgers, and then the Dodgers matched. So when you know all things equal, you know this is a guy that you know if he truly wanted to be a Met, you know over the Dodgers. You know, the Mets offered 325. He went to the Dodgers. They offered the same contract, and he chose the Dodgers. Now, yes, Cohen could have obviously come back and said 350. But let's be real. Um, Just as much as Cohen could have offered 25 million more after the fact, you know, the Dodgers wanted him too. And he wanted to be a Dodger because he took the uh, the same offer from the team. If he truly wanted to be a Met, he would have taken well, their 325. Right. No, listen. He wanted to be a Dodger more than he wanted right. to be a but, Met. But, but we but knew that going in. Come Steve Cohen too, knew, knew he, wasn't in, he wasn't on equal footing with the Yankees and the Dodgers. He knew that. Right. So to say, but what like, I'm saying, what is, I'm saying this, is it's not we, – we, we, the question was that he wants Steve Cohen's money more than he wanted to be a Dodger. Right, but even if Steve Cohen then came and said, hey, we'll do, we'll do 350 or 360. Let's, and we don't know. We don't know that if their team came back to the Mets and said, hey, the Dodgers are willing to match the 325. Do you have another offer? We don't know if they did that. But even if Cohen then comes for 360, let's be real. 
They just paid $1.1 billion almost for two players. Yeah. It's the same thing as you're saying for the Mets. Like, oh, they should have come with, you know, 25 million more or even 50 million more, made it 375. Well, guess what? The, the Dodgers probably would have said, okay, we'll do well, that. Make, too. Yeah, but another 25 million to them. Yeah. So I think at that point, Cohen realized, hey, we offered the same, you know, they matched the offer. He chose them. He could have gotten our 325. He truly wanted to be a Dodger. Again, the Mets are losers here. This was their number one target. But my question for you, are you there, Chris? Yeah. My question for you is this. Um, listen, I'm a diehard Mets fan. I was, and, and to me, you know, Judge is a way better player than Alonzo. Um, and, you know, higher average, just everything. But yeah, he clearly is. I wanted the Mets to trade maybe even think about trading Alonzo, even if they got this pitcher wasn't just for this year. You know, you sign Yamamoto, it's a 25-year-old guy. He's going to be your, you know, possibly your ace for 10 years. But I think now I don't want the Mets really to pivot for like Hader or, or Snell. You know, the Yankees are more of like a win now, I would say. The Mets have so many holes, and they do have – finally, they, have, they do have a decent system. I know that's not what Cohen preached, and he still has the money. And trust me, when other guys come about, young guys, maybe Corbin Burns next year, maybe the Mets, you know, fight the Yankees for Soto or, you know, offer him whatever. But if you're the Mets, do you – especially now, do you trade Alonzo now and then just really go young, young? Because – the Mets aren't winning at all this year, even if they go out and get a Snell or a Hater. I mean, yeah, Why? they won one 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 but they Why? still had holes. Why are the Mets not winning it if they go get a pitcher and a, and a back end of the bullpen guy? Why? No, I'm saying I'm saying they could still win, of course. But even when they were one on one, they still they really faltered at the end of the season, and then they got their ass. Whooped. I know, but who knows? Who no, knows? I get it. I get it. But listen, Two years saying, ago, the, the Diamondbacks lost 100 no, games. Listen, Chris, I get it. I'm not throwing in the season. I'm just saying. Yeah, you are, though. The Mets are, are. The Mets are in the same position the Yankees were, uh, you know, a couple years ago when Judge was a free agent. But we're talking about, you know, Judge is just a different type of player than Alonzo. If you're the Mets, you know, are you going to give Alonzo 300 and something million? Yes. I know he can afford it. But, I mean, I, I'm going to give 30... him whatever it takes to keep him. Why would I let him go? Right. See, uh, uh, like, Al and thank you for the call. Alonzo wants to be a Met, no? So yeah, I'm pa I'm paying Alonzo whatever it takes to keep him, because I don't give up on guys who are homegrown in the face of my franchise and hit 45, 50 home runs every year. I mean, but you know, it reminds me. I wanted to, like, there was a list. It came out. I don't even know how you know rep, but uh. This uh, BNR walk-off uh, baseball, it, it got some uh, play on Twitter or whatever, and it came out with the baseball's top 10 power hitters. And Alonzo isn't on the list. That's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. Marcelo Zuna is sixth. Pete Alonzo's not on the list. J.D. Martinez is 10th. J.D. Martinez is a better power hitter than Pete Alonso. Pa Pete Alonso is one of the premier power hitters in the sport. There's no way around it. He just is. He hits 40 home runs every single stinking year. I mean, I don't know how we got on the, the, the Alonso conversation. Uh, I guess building the Mets. Yeah, you keep Pete Alonso. You keep Pete Alonso. Absolutely. You pay Pete Alonso. You do not trade Pete Alonso. You pay Pete Alonso. 
The only way, if you have some handshake deal with him and this season's a disaster and you want to trade him at the deadline and let him go chase a championship and then because you're Steve Cohen, re-sign him next year and, and restock your farm system and then go sign Pete Alonso and miss him for half a year, that's fine. I, I, it's, it's unlikely that type of thing doesn't happen, and I'm not even suggesting it should or will. But other than that, I'm just trying to come up with some scenario where it makes even a modicum of sense to, get, to trade Pete Alonso. So no, Pete Alonso is a met for his career. That's what the, he's. I don't. I don't. I think he will age fine. I think he'll be a power hitter for fi- long term. He's not judged. No, he doesn't have to be. He's a premier power hitter in baseball. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame if he continues to hit fifty home runs a season. He's going to break records in your uniform. He's going to hit milestones in your uniform. Stop it now. Stop it now. I don't understand this from the Met fans. I don't get it. Do you not have the richest owner or or what? Not in the same place. Too many holes. Shouldn't go do this. Shouldn't go do that. What are you guys? What, what is going on? Wake up. You got Steve Cohen as your owner. This talk stops. What are you doing? I don't understand the thought process. Like you'll punt on this season or take a step back. Why on earth would you be willing to do that? It's money. Go spend the money. And then next year, if you need to spend more money, guess what you do? You spend more money. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? We just saw the Diamondbacks in the World Series, and you're telling me if they, don't, if they go get Montgomery, a couple other starting pitchers back into the bullpen with that lineup, they can't figure out a way to score enough runs and win enough games? They can't? It's impossible? I, I understand, you know, there's, I'm not saying go get everyone. I get it. But you have to fill this rotation. You don't pivot to nothing. You don't allow this rotation to be Kodai Sanga and Quintana. That's it. That's, that's it. Go spend money while you build the farm system. That's the benefit of who he is. I, I Too many Met calls tonight are, hey, we're not in the same spot. It's not win now. I'm patient. I'm okay. Okay with what? Did Billy Bean come here to run the Mets? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? My God. Wake up. Uh, Colin in Jersey. Colon in Jersey. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, listen, you know, uh, congrats to the Dodgers for getting on Moto, you know, but... This is the franchise that was embarrassed in the playoffs this year and the last couple of years, you know. They only won a World Series in the uh, pandemic shortened season, you know. So good for them. They they needed him. You know, but uh, the last time the Yankees, you know, uh, lost out on a Japanese pitcher was uh, to the Red Sox in uh, Masuzaka. They, they outbid it for him, you know. Right. And he wasn't that great to begin with, but he had two good seasons and – he helped him win a World Series back in 07. So, yeah. you know what? If the Dodgers get him and they pay that much money and they win a World Series, it was worth it for them. You know? And, and, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They got embarrassed. The Yankees got embarrassed last year. And this year, we missed the, we missed the playoffs. The you Mets know, weren't embarrassed? The, the, uh, the Dodgers were embarrassed. They got swept by the, the Diamondbacks this season. And the I understand that, and they were embarrassed. They've been embarrassed for a while. Mookie Betts has been a terrible postseason player outside of the 2020 season for them, and it's been uh, you know an embarrassing last couple of years losing in the first round, no doubt about it. But 
the Mets weren't embarrassed with their season last year, coming off a hundred and one uh, win season? Uh, no, they, they they sure were. They sure were. Right. But my only point being is, if whether he's whether he's great or not, whatever money he took, they did it, and if it helps them win a World Series. It's going to be worth it no matter what. Well, yeah, I, I get that, and thank you for the call. I, I get the Dodgers yeah. angle. I'm trying to say, why aren't the Mets doing what the Dodgers did? Why didn't the Yankees do what the Dodgers did? I, 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 I'm confused on, on the reaction here. I, I, you know, I get it. It's a lot of money. He's an unproven commodity as far as Major League Baseball goes. He, he didn't want to be here, so screw him. And that's the, that's the angle we're all going to take, right? Screw him. He didn't want to be here. Let him go play in L.A. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, They don't need him anyway. We're not on the right timeline. We'll be great in two years. Yankees can still pivot. And listen, that's and I, I agree. The Yankees should pivot, but so should the Mets. The idea that the Mets should sit this offseason out. Every, who knows what happens? Who knows if these prospects pan out? Who knows how it goes? Who knows who stays healthy? Who gets hurt? Like Who knows? I'm trying to win next year. No? Not a good idea? Like I don't understand. I never understood the way they've handled this offseason. Not for a second. I didn't understand when they were talking about it at the trade deadline. I was complaining they shouldn't have traded away Verlander because you still need guys in the rotation for next year. I understood the Scherzer one. I was on board for the Scherzer, and they got Acuna, a big-time prospect. Great. Then they had had to go ship uh, Verlander as well to a farm system that's not any good. All right, you got the top guy in the the Houston farm system. The farm system has really been thought to not be that good at the moment. And now you have to fill up an entire bull- now you have to fill up an entire starting rotation, and you're gonna do it with the likes of uh, Severino. I like Severino, and if he's healthy, he's gonna be great for you guys. But like, that's what we're doing. And then we're not gonna pivot to anything else. We're gonna let the young kids figure out third base. We're gonna, you know, go with you know high risk, high reward guys at the back end of our rotation, and we'll be good. That's okay. You know, if, if they win 80 games next year, it'll be po- you know it'll be positive. We'll be in it right to the end. Maybe we'll be a wild card team. Maybe just maybe. Like, what are we talking about? At least I feel like the Yankees are all in right now, and they better be. And they need to pivot. And I guess as we get through this 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 morning and through the conversation about uh, Yamamoto, and now that he's gone, the question is, what do you do next? And for me, if I'm the Yankees, I- I'll be honest with you, I- I'm concerned about Snell. He's had up and down years. He's won Cy Youngs, obviously both leagues. He's an excellent starting pitcher. He doesn't go deep into the games. Not that many starting pitchers necessarily go very deep into the game, but he's particularly short. Walks a lot of guys, and I just I just don't know about him, and I don't want to give him a lot of money. This was the guy I was willing to give a lot of money to. And Montgomery, I like. He's a proven postseason player. He's been here. He's familiar with the Yankees. I wouldn't mind bringing uh, Montgomery back, but do you view Montgomery as a top-of-the-rotation guy? I mean, he's someone I feel pretty good with giving the ball in a playoff game. That's fair, and that's valuable. Don't get me wrong. It's valuable. But is he the guy you you put right next to Cole and feel great about the top of your rotation for a season? I don't know. I don't know. And and for two hundred plus million dollars, I don't know. That's why I'd rather go get the I'd rather go get Corbin Burns. I'd rather go get Burns. I'd rather be all in on this year. Trade some pieces, bring in a guy I know is excellent and have a dangerous top of the rotation, and then I'll figure out next year next year. They're going to have to pay Soto. And maybe you feel better about Rodon. Maybe you feel better about Nesta Cortez, and you move on. But, like, the Yankees are all in on this year. At least that's what they've said, and they have to follow it up by doing that. You can't offer $300 million for Yamamoto and then sit out the rest of the offseason like you did last year when you said you weren't done after getting Rodon. 
The Yankees need to go be the Yankees. And I know a lot of people feel like Soto is enough to prove they are the Yankees. It's not. They need to go do more. And the idea that the Met fans, or at least the ones I'm talking to tonight, seem to be just fine that they missed out, seem to be just fine with the idea that he offered the, that he offered the most money at one point before the contract was shopped, which you know is going to be shopped the second he walks out the door without signing it, but somehow we're okay that it wasn't the most money, we're okay that they didn't get him, we're okay that he won't go pivot, we're okay with the idea that next year isn't all about winning, we're okay with building the farm system, we're okay with this and okay with that, fine. Everyone's okay in Metland, great. Today's a fine day for Met fans. Great. Ha- I'm happy for you. Congratulations. You've got a rich owner who, you know, it doesn't matter. He, it's not about spending money. So, at least this offseason. He tried that before. It didn't work out for one year. So, let's give up on that idea, and let's just try and build the farm system. Now, does spending money hinder that process at all? No, it doesn't. We'll pretend like it does, and we won't have to go spend money. I, I, I don't understand. The Mets are in need of starting pitching and top-quality starting pitching. But sit it out. Sit the offseason out. It's cool. And let's be fair. Steve Cohen offered a representative. He he threw out a good good number. I really don't know what you want from him. All right. Glad you got him. Remember all those visions you had when you got Steve Cohen as the owner? Well, at least he's he's not the Wilpons. The Wilpons would have never come in third place. Wilpons would have never come in third place for Yamamoto. They wouldn't even been on it. Congratulations. You got the bronze medal. Maybe you could hang a banner like the 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 um the Lakers did for the in season tournament. Go hang go hang up. We were third in the Yamamoto deal. We finished third in the Yamamoto deal. We offered the same amount of money, but he'd rather be a Dodger. I can see the banner now. It's beautiful. You hang it right next to Daryl Strawberry's number so that you know that we didn't have to give up number 18. It's perfect. Finish third. Will Pons never would have done this. Beautiful. Right up, right up there. Hang it up there. We can wave it every year. It'd be great. Really, I'm very excited for Met fans. 877-337-6666. Continue to take your phone calls when we get back. <laughs> McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter, too, at at CMACWFAN. Met fans are out and angry with me. That's fine. Uh, And I I just, I don't understand. Like, the report now from Andy Martino is the Mets are not planning to pivot to high end of the, the starting rotation. And this is what we heard. They wanted Yamamoto, the one guy they were willing to go spend money for. And now they, they're not going to pivot. Or at least they don't, they're not at the high end. They're not going to give anyone else any money. This offseason was taking a step back, not going to spend money. There was one guy they were willing to do it for, the 25-year-old ace out of Japan. Other than that, not going to spend money. And I mean, that's fine. He has spent money. I'm not even calling him cheap. And that's a legitimate offer at 325. But, like... You, you had to be the biggest number. And the same thing, we're just getting a bunch of uh, run on Met calls. But Yankees, same thing. I'm, I'm on the Yankees for not giving more money. 
Because theoretically, if everyone's assuming what happened is the Mets made the offer, he shopped it to the Dodgers. There's no way he didn't, he didn't shop it to the, the Yankees. And if they shopped 325 to the Yankees, the Yankees drew their line in the sand at $300 million? Why? Why would the Yankees draw their line at $300 million? Match it. Go to 325. If he takes the Dodgers over you at the same money, then so be it. But make him do that. Make him make that decision. I don't know why $25 million was the was the line of demarcation for the New York Yankees. It makes no sense. But now it's about pivoting, and that's what bothers me about the Mets. And it's not like that. It's the Mets fans seem okay with it. I don't understand the thought process. It's just in, in Steve Cohen we trust. He got Stearns, new guy running the show, so you're okay with this idea of not trying to improve your rotation that desperately needs it? Like you, you, you're okay with this? All right, enjoy. I, I don't understand. I, I, for me, when I, if I was a Met fan and Steve Cohen bought my team, I would be done with the off seasons of not being involved. I thought that was a thing of the past, and it's just money. It doesn't hinder you from still going about building the team. Like it's not one or the other. If it was one or the other, like if we're talking about, like I've been on the record with the Giants tanking, like. That's a direct correlation. Lose, better draft pick. Win, lesser draft pick. Spending money does not hinder the ability to build your franchise from the bottom up. Spending money doesn't stop acquiring assets and building your farm system and making good moves as well as the spending big money. You don't have a rotation. You have to go figure that out. And that should be with money. I know you've tried that before, but you tried that with aging stars. Go get Montgomery. But, all right, take a step back. The Yankees better go pivot. They have to do something. Ray in Washington Heights. What's up, Ray? What's going on, C-Mac? What's up, buddy? I'm disgusted with the Yankees, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. See, the way that I'm looking at it, Every single year I go and I see these boards, projections, and see these fans are caught up with this money. If I'm not mistaken, the Yankees have the largest revenue stream of all the teams in baseball, higher than the Mets, higher than the Dodgers. Every single year the Yankees make more money than all of these teams. And then I go and I'm, you know, out of curiosity, I go and I look back. In 2005, the Yankees had a payroll of $210 million. That's right. 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, the Yankees' payroll was lower than that. So with the, with inflation, that doesn't no. equate. In 2005, are you sure? You it was look- the rate of money earned to the rate of money spent has gone down. I don't think they it had a payroll. Exactly. They did not exactly. have a payroll of less than 200 million though. Two years ago, they no, no. They, it, to, in 2021, they had a payroll. They went under the luxury tax, and they had a payroll of under 200 million in 2020 in 2021. So then when you go and, and I said, like, if you look in 2005, the second and the third teams, the Red Sox and the Mets, coincidentally, combined had a payroll combined of $224 million, and the Yankees were at about $210 million. And I'm not saying that the Yankees should be egregiously above every other team in baseball, but there's no reason why the Yankees should have not had the highest offer. I'm not even saying the Yankees should have offered 325 for Yamamoto, they probably should have offered more. 
Like yeah. when we go in, the Yankees stopped being the Yankees. The only reason why Aaron Judge is a Yankee today is because he took a pay cut to be a Yankee, mm-hmm. and that's embarrassing. That's not other embarrassing. teams why is that offered embar- more. They, one other team offered more. The uh, the 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 the, uh, the from, Padres. From what was understood, the Padres, and from what I heard, the Giants were. If not in the same ballpark, yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, I, I I don't get hung up on they got him. That's not bad. They no, got the they player. Got him. I don't no, care. no, no. And I'm not I'm not trying to knock that. I'm not trying yeah. to knock that. But what I'm trying to say is, when we're talking about a free agent pitcher, a direct need that we have, mm-hmm. so we need a pitcher. This is a 25 year old free agent pitcher that, by all accounts, is potentially one of the best 15 pitchers in the world, and he got paid like he's one of the best. He got paid the most money ever to a starting pitcher, yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. So when we're talking about only money that needs to be spent to acquire a 25-year-old pitcher, there's no reason why the Yankees should not have had the highest offer. There's there's no – I can't can't get over that fact. You you, you understand where I'm coming from? I do. Um I think the the reason would be that they have Soto to sign next year, and they don't have endless amounts of money. Now, I think not, not, I agree that they I, should have they should have had more. They should have went out and tried to. Uh, can, I don't understand why, why twenty five million dollars is is the reason. Now, listen, they can go out and pay both, but I mean, you're seeing it. Steve Cohen has more money than the Yankees. He stopped. Like I know, but okay. Steve Cohen does have more money than the Yankees, and I'm not disputing that. Steve Cohen is a billionaire. He could have fourteen billion dollars. $15 billion, whatever. Steve Cohen isn't going to have a payroll of a billion dollars regardless. No. So when we're talking about the, the payrolls that these teams have, it isn't relative to the amount of money that the owners have in the pocket. The way that I look at it is, yeah, it is. it's relative to the amount of money that the teams bring in. So even though Steve Cohen isn't, isn't going to go and going to have a payroll to the point where he's in the red at the end of the year, the Mets make more money. All of these teams, all of these baseball teams, from the top to the bottom, they close their books for a reason because right. they make way more money than they actually spend, than they put out. So yeah. the Mets, even if the Mets well, last business. year, they had, lose money. they had the highest payroll ever, the yeah. Mets still turned a profit. I'm sure that I, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if they did or not because of some of the dealings, but they're going to make money in the long term. He's going to make a ton of money owning the Mets. Uh not his not as much as he does with his day job, but he's going to make of, a lot of money of owning course, the Mets. Of course. But okay. I'm not saying it's going to yeah. be a lucrative business. I'm not no, saying it'll be a lucrative business. Gonna turn... It's not it's not going it's going to be his side project. His lucrative yeah, business it's be is his 9 to 5. But, but regardless, what I'm trying to say is yeah. the Yankees wouldn't lose money. By going out, no, I understand, I understand and that, and I'm mad. I, I agree with you. They should offer. They should have got him. They should have done what it took to got him I, to get him. I agree. I wanted him bad, and they sh- they show up twenty five million dollars short. I don't understand why that's where they draw the line. I guess somewhere there's always a line to be drawn. I understand it. So whenever you get into these conversations, the, the easy answer was, well, then what happens if the Dodgers agree to that, and then what happens if the Dodgers agree to that? So at some point there is a line to be drawn. I don't know why from three hundred to three hundred twenty five is is the line for the New York Yankees. Uh, eventually a line has to be drawn and thank you for the call I would have tried to go get him I'm disappointed today that they didn't go get him I'm disappointed today they couldn't figure out a way to put him in Yankee pinstripes and I think 325 was the very least I I mean I think they could have went another 25 million dollars now, if the if the Dodgers offer another twenty five and then you have to offer another 25 I get it I understand there's that game that we could play till forever 
All I can tell you is he signed for 325. They offered 300. I would have went another $25 million to just make sure that it's not about the money, that if all things being equal, he'll take the Yankees. I'm not even – see, the Mets are different for me with going over the top because going into it, you knew that. Like, Yankee, Met fans now are saying, well, he didn't want to be a Met and blah, blah, blah. Like, if, if you went into that thinking, hey, we have a pretty good pitch here. I think, he, I think he'll be happy to be a Met. I think as long as we're competitive, we're in the mix here, then I feel differently about it. But that's from the beginning. Steve Cohen knew when he got on the plane to go fly to Japan that he was going to have to knock this guy over, that that was the only way he was going to get him, by giving him a lot more than the next guy. That was the thought process. Everybody knew it. And ultimately, that didn't happen, and he didn't give himself a chance. If 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 it was reported that he offered three fifty, but they took three twenty five from L.A., I don't think I'd be on him as much. But he didn't offer the most, and you knew that's what it was going to take. The Yankees thought going in, as long as they were competitive and right around the same number as the Dodgers, that they would get him because he wanted to be a Yankee. Whether right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm disappointed that they didn't go that extra mile to make sure all things being equal. Because things aren't equal, they made they offered him twenty five million dollars more money. They offered him twenty five million dollars more. So not everything was equal. I wish they would have went there. I don't think the Yankees had to go over, above and beyond because they never went in with that expectation. Steve Cohen, the richest owner in baseball, knew damn well what he had to do, and he didn't do it. If you're fine with that, you're fine with that. But I think it, I don't. I certainly don't think it's smart. And then I don't think it's smart, or or and I certainly don't think it's smart to now just give up on this season and say, I'm not pivoting, and I'm not going to Montgomery, or I'm not going to Snell. I'll just figure things out, and next year, oh, you watch out. All right, we'll see. But who, I mean, you got to have faith in next year. Let's all watch out. Let's see. And, he, and now you're proving that even if you do, all the other teams match it, nobody wants to be a Met. But the Yankees, I'm, I am. I'm pissed at the Yankees. I came on yelling about it. They're giving them jerseys. They're giving them the money. They should have pointed up another $25 million for a 25-year-old pitcher. 12 years, that's less than $30 million a year. I know it's a long-term contract. He's going to be 30. He's going to be 37, the same age as you're, you're taking Cole to the end of his contract to that age. Like, do it. Do it. Um... Ross in Bergen County. What's up, Ross? Hey, C-Max. First and foremost, uh, Merry Christmas. And, you know, all I, you know, happy holidays to you. And well, thank you. Same so, to you, Ross. I appreciate the call. I appreciate it, man. So, uh, you know, I hear you talking about all these Mets callers you're getting in lockstep. You're not getting that from me, man. I'll tell you this right off the bat. First thing I want to say is this. The whole notion, it seems like the first excuse everybody has on the ready when there's a big-name free agent on the market, first excuse you got holstered is he didn't want to be here. Well, yep. do you not think maybe there's something wrong with the franchise internally? Maybe, you know, fundamentally something that everybody's playing to the Dodgers. Keep in mind, I know everybody, myself included, hashes on the first thing Cohen said we took over the team. He said, I want to win the World Series three to five years. And I bring it up myself. I know he backtracked and everything. I saw another thing the other day, resurfaces when the, when he bought the team officially, Jeff Passage tweeted out and the quest to, to turn the Mets into the East Coast version of the Dodgers begins. And here we are, four measly years later, and we're talking about not one, but two so-called power stars from over, you know, superstars from overseas 
go into the West Coast version of the Dodgers that was once in the city but is no longer in the state. You know what? That might be the trick. You know, hold off on the casino, plan and everything, maybe move the team first, and maybe people want to, you know, fly over to California. But listen, man, you want to talk about people saying this is so-and-so, this, that. They don't want. They didn't want to be Mets in the first place. So you know what? That's going to be a wake-up call to how you're running the team elsewhere. You want to talk about the prospects, right? You know, you look at maybe there's something to it that the Dodgers, you want to talk about, they can afford to lose a guy like Corey Seager, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, they get it to deadlines. It's a whole different story. They bring in Manny Machado, you Darvish at the deadline during pennant races. We bring in Darren Ruff and Daniel Vogel back. There's one, you know, one difference right there. Then you want to talk about when the offseason comes, they let go of guys like Corey Seager, Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger, you know, before he fell off a cliff. They have no problem letting those guys go because they're following it right off with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, now Otani, and Yamamoto. It's, it's like, you know what, you don't even blink. It's like whack-a-mole that they replace those guys. They're arguably even better players. Meanwhile, here in Queens, we're talking about you brought up before when the Wilcons were gone. You know, they were no longer owners. The days of having to worry about, you know, moving money around and moving, potentially having to sacrifice big names like Alonzo, those days were over when this guy bought the team. Yeah. Four months. To this day, four years since he bought the team, to this day, the biggest move he still made was four months into it. The first of four GMs, the first of three managers since he took over the team four years ago. We're not talking about 40, bro. We're talking about things haven't, the teams haven't done in, in 20, 25, 30 years. And the crap show he's allowing to go on around here. Like he's four months into his ownership was the biggest move he's made. He hasn't sniffed it since. And you want to talk about another parallel? I know I'm going a little long. So Lindor, as people were saying with Soto, well, you're taking the risk of, you know, he's not signed long term. He's traded for a year. He leaves. Then what happens? Well, A, leaving shouldn't have been a problem with 2020 Steve Cohen. He would have been signed out. You know, Penn would have hit the paper. The second Penn hit the paper with the trade, Penn would have hit the contract paper. Just like it did with Francisco Lindor when he himself was a pending free agent the year after he got traded here for it's, you know what, man, the, the backtracking, the moving in the goalposts, and the fact yep. that it just gets overlooked because his last name doesn't start with a W and end with Pond, yep. it, you know, it's the same philosophy. It's the same. I looked it up on Track. That That's godforsaken payroll, top payroll in the league. 30% of it is retained to other teams around the country. Yep. So, you know, 40-year-olds, Max Scherzer, and I don't want to backtrack because I like the moves too when they happen. 40-year-old yep. no, Max right. Scherzer, 41-year-old Verlander, when they happen, you look at in hindsight, we're just – you plunked off the Sudoku table on the clearance section because nobody else wanted that Verlander himself was a backtrack from losing out on the ground. And this whole thing, and now you'll have all the same shows still have their head pulled high because at the end of the day, you cannot say he was outbid. He was matched. Now we'll move the goalposts again. He could be he could be matched, but he cannot be outbid. And that's, you know, the, the, the W that some Mets fans will take out today. Because you know what? Passing free is just on and on and on. And when Severino got signed, you know what you said? That people were saying you got to be a moron to think he's going to be the number two going into the year. Why should I think differently now? We're two months removed from that signing, and the biggest thing we have other than that is Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, a guy, you know, the, the Rays, Marlins, they didn't want this guy as a glorified fielder slash bunter, and, and that's the second biggest signing of the, you know, the highest peril in the league. It's ridiculous, man, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Appreciate the time, man. Yeah, you got it, man. That was a great call. Very well done. Very well done. I agree with him. I agree with everything he said. I think there is a grace period and everybody's okay with him because he's not Wilpon. And I understand that. And you're in a much better, much better position than you are. No one's saying you're not. And I'm not even saying I wouldn't want Steve Cohen to own my team. Of course I would. Of course I still would. But I'm disappointed in this. And then I'm disappointed in the way this entire offseason has been handled. And he's right. He signs those old pitchers. You got payroll out to other teams. So you'll have the highest payroll, but how much money is being spent so that Verlander can pitch in Houston and that Scherzer can have surgery while pitching for the Rangers? 
I, I don't understand the idea and, and talk of timelines. And, and the time is now. The time is always now when you're an owner like Steve Cohen. The time is now. You know, the Yankee fans are furious with the organization, right? Furious up until this season when they got one, uh, when they traded for Soto. But it, no one's talking timelines. It's now. You want to be the Dodgers? You want to be the Yankees? You want to be part of you know the upper echelon franchises in Major League Baseball? You don't talk timelines. You don't go into the season with a miserable uh, rotation. You don't have pitchers at the top of the market that you're not going to try to attempt to get. And if they wanted, if they wanted Yamamoto, you knew you were going to have to blow them out of the water. And I'm sorry, this just wasn't that. It's not embarrassing. It's a, it's a, it's a more than a fair contract considering who he is, and he ended up being worth that much. But never pitching a day in Major League Baseball. Uh, no one's saying it's an embarrassing offer, but it wasn't one you knew could be a winning one. You knew it had to be done if you wanted the player, and they didn't do it. Plain and simple. And so now you got to pivot, and they don't seem to be wanting to do that. I don't know. What are they going to do next year? Maybe they'll still compete. You know, it's Major League Baseball. Anything can happen. I still like the lot. You know, if a lot, if if McNeil can have a, a batting champion season again, if Lindor has a good year, Lind, uh, Alonzo, you know, you got to get a couple. You'd like to add a couple of bats if if you could figure out third base. If Alvarez is a, a bounce, you know, comes back his second year as a legitimate star at the catcher position, like you could figure it out. You're gonna get uh, Diaz back at the back end of the bullpen. Like it doesn't take a ton of moves just to you know give yourself a chance. But you have no rotation. You have starters out there. Nah, we're okay. It's the timeline. I I don't get it. And, and listen, don't get me wrong. Same thing with the Yankees. This is a day that I'm disappointed he's not in New York. That's it. We'll talk about pivot. I have all next week to talk about pivoting. Right? We don't have to. Uh, and I'll, maybe I'll get into it as we go along. And I've talked about what I think the Yankees should do. And I'll tell you what the Mets should do. Something. The idea that we're okay with the Mets doing nothing. And that we're happy with this. And that we, he's right, moving the goalpost. Now all of a sudden, hey, what are you going to do? He did offer the same amount of money as the Dodgers. And he probably offered it first, so at one point it was the highest bid. Like, that's the same thing as having the highest bid. Having the highest bid at one point is not having the highest bid. Donnie in Franklin Square. What's up, Donnie? Hey, C-Mac, how are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? By the way, that Ross call was amazing. I mean, yeah, the, guy, the guy was spot on with everything. Yep. And I think the caller of the night so far, the line of the night so far is Yamamoto didn't fit the Mets timeline. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be, you know, years ago when Moose used to do the overnights, he used to have, the, the I think it was called the dumbest caller of the night. At the end of the show, he used to do the dumbest caller of the night. Right. And, and you know, that would definitely be tops on there. But, you know, you know what? I mean, the, the guy Ross just said everything that needs needed to be said. But my question is, and I don't know, I didn't hear, but did the Mets make the offer before the Dodgers made the offer? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, he had the, the dinner in, in Connecticut, and that, that's probably where the thought was is where the, the offer was made of, of $25 million. I, Right, because I, I, mean, I, I don't remember hearing that the Mets made, you know, a, a, an actual offer until... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know Obviously, if we know exactly, but I mean, I think the prevailing thought is, and and I, and I think it's probably a fair one, that the Mets made the offer and then it was shopped. 
It was shopped to the right. Dodgers, and they matched. And he took it once it was matched. And I and right. I would imagine I, I mean, I, the I, I Yankees would hate were to offered think... it too and didn't take it. Right. And I would, you know what? I mean, I guess there's a good possibility that the Yankees and the Mets didn't have a shot to counter offer it, I guess. I don't know. You know, obviously, that's something that we, we don't know. But I would have to think that if they knew the Dodgers were offering the same amount, why wouldn't they offer a, a, a little bit more? Or why why wouldn't the Yankees come back and say, "Oh, well, there's an offer out there for three twenty five? Yeah, we'll do the three twenty five. Right. I, I just you know that's what makes me think like maybe the Dodgers matched this offer and that was it. He just signed. No, I mean that, that's I think that's many people's thought is that he just he took the offer and signed. But I mean, I would think. But it, the the point is, is that, and thank you for the call. We got a break. the 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 point is, is that you knew you had to blow him out of the water, and three twenty five wasn't going to blow him out of the water. And if you want to say that, who knows, and what number, and what, uh, yeah, I I get it. The point of the fact for months, months, like the minute free agency started, we've been talking about if the the Mets are in on Yamamoto, the Mets are going to get Yamamoto because they have more money than anybody. The Mets are going to offer Yamamoto the most amount of money, and it's going to be up for him to turn down the money. That's what we've been saying forever. And now, because the numbers got a little higher than we thought, we're moving the goalpost, and it's okay that he was merely right there with the Dodgers. That's all. Now we're now we're okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with it. I would. I wanted to know that he, that money was turned down. That I went out there as the like now all of a sudden Cohen is just another owner with some money. Like this is this is the guy who's like they chose to go after one guy this year. The offseason was was hell bent on one player, and you're seeing it now. The reports are they're not looking to pivot. One player that you knew you'd have to overpay for, that everybody for a month and a half was telling me they would. That he was going to have to take less money to go somewhere else. That's what we heard forever. Now it didn't happen, and it's well, it was three twenty-five. It's a fair offer. Hey, he took that. He took that number and then shopped it, and someone else said yes to it. You know, what are you going to do? Why wasn't? Why weren't we talking about this the whole time? Why? Why was the thought process? The Mets will have the biggest offer. It's up to him whether he wants to take money or go somewhere else. That's what everyone has been saying forever. Now tonight we find out they had the same amount of money, and hey, well, what can you do? Offer the most. That's what you can do. I don't. Un- I don't. I-, I just. And that's why the Mets have become more of the topic here because I don't understand it, and 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 the callers are battling back with me, and I'm having fun with it. The Yankees, it's obvious. Offer the three twenty-five. You wanted them. It- it's desperate. Go get them. And I'm I'm disappointed. The Yankees don't have them right now. I'm really disappointed. I wanted them bad. And the idea that $25 million is the difference pisses me off. But at least the further in conversation is, is I know the Yankees are now going to go pivot and try and do something. And if they don't do anything, I'll kill them on that day. And if Burns gets traded somewhere else, or they don't sign Montgomery or Snell, or they go into this offseason with the same rotation as it is right now, or they sign Montas to be their fifth starter, I'll be pissed off. But the Yankees have shown the ability right now to want to be all in and try and and they're going to pivot to somebody and try and figure out a way to bolster this rotation and they better. But we talked I talked about this all week. I don't know where the Mets go from here if they don't get Yamamoto and it sounds like nowhere. 
877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you in the overnights all the way to 5 o'clock. We got to talk. We'll get into – we'll still take your phone calls on this. Don't get me wrong. And we'll continue to talk about it, and we'll talk about maybe what's next for the Yankees and Mets more specifically. But we do got to get into the football. It is Football Friday. We'll have picks. Uh, the Rams did play an excellent game last night. I know it got close at the end, uh, block punt, but ultimately – I mean, how good does that Rams offense look and how good did Stafford look and how dangerous are they? And right now there are two teams, one in each conference, who look like they could sneak in the playoffs and be as dangerous as, you know, most of the teams inside their conferences. So that could be interesting as well as obviously just picks. Our two teams, Christmas Day for the Giants against the Eagles. The Jets play too, 877-337-6666. And we know Aaron Rodgers will be on the sideline. And it seems like it seems like the man who's cut is going to come back and be on the team anyway. So what's the big hairy deal? Everyone had a problem with Aaron Rodgers. The afternoon show was Aaron Grievances this morning. Let me tell you something right now. I understand Aaron Rodgers pulled some strings. I understand Aaron Rodgers wanted his guys. I understand, I understand, I understand. Let me tell you something right now. I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for anything. I don't blame him for anything, and I'm looking forward to this Jet team next year. Retool that offensive line, go get another weapon, and run this thing back with Aaron Rodgers and be a dangerous team inside the AFC playoffs. Let's go. Sick of Aaron Rodgers catching all these strays, man. The guy did nothing but come to the Jets. Who else has done it? 